in the last um, time that uh, I was uh, sharing things with uh, with you about James and what he's talking about, and in chapter two, I guess kind of where we were thinking and looking at having respect towards people, and this was in the congregation. Uh, he's saying, um, when it comes into your assembly, a man with a gold ring, and then a man has poor clothing, and a man has good clothing. And how do you treat them that shows that aren't you then partial? He doesn't wait to say. I mean, he just says, basically, and everybody, yeah, I guess that kind of happens and probably would. And then are you not partial in yourselves and become judges of evil thoughts. And he says over here, talking about in chapter 4, when you judge someone, and we think of, well, putting them down, and I'm better than them. And that's true, but you also judge that's what they're doing with the poor man and rich man, judging in the way that, for whatever reason, even just money, to the poor man, well, you don't deserve seven for a row, the rich man does. And so you become a judge, and he said you you have evil thoughts. You're you're wrong in what you're judging, and ha- and over here he's saying doing the same thing in chapter four. He's talking about the envy and strife that comes from you. It comes, uh, or it comes from that same kind of attitude that because you respect you you're partial within yourself. Your love is, uh, and the wisdom that comes from him, though the love comes from him, is. Full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality. But the wisdom of the earth is partial. And so he's saying, however it comes out, it's still the the same issue. And so he's saying here, uh, in my mind anyway, uh, that uh, like he says in chapter 5 even, uh, uh, or, or where if you judge, you who are you? He's saying, who do you think you are, the lawgiver? There's only one who's able to judge and destroy or save and give the law. Are you that? Because you take into your account and you speak evil of your brother, so you judge your brother, so then you speak evil evil of the law. And you judge the law, and if you do, then you're not a doer but a judge. And who do you think you are? Only God is the judge. And so there, once again, James just says it as clear as it could possibly be said. But he, but he, back over here in verse two or chapter two, where he's saying uh, to them, "You have become that just in this alone," and uh, that's the diff- different form, but same difference as judging and having being hypocritical in your love, being partial. Not that you love everybody with a full capacity, but that there's nobody you would be impartial to in that. And I believe with all my heart is what the Lord says when he says, uh, have you forgiven every brother, every trespass? And if you haven't, then that's darkness. And he says even a little bit of that. You become full of darkness. How great is that darkness then? And Paul said a root of bitterness, then you become defiled. Just a little root of bitterness, and you become defiled. And so as hard a message as it is, and it was to me so hard, for so many years, I couldn't accept it. And like I've said more than once, just got through saying it an hour ago to someone, The for years and years as a believer, for almost 30 years, I 
or, or more than 30 years as a believer, James was not my favorite book. In fact, it was about the least favorite passage I wanted to read because he put it so plainly that that you just could you can't escape anyone no matter what you try. And so now though it's still very sobering I should say spiritually it's to me now but it's in that way though it's the best thing for me is to go through and see what James says. Paul says the same thing, Peter says the same thing, John says the same thing, but they say other things, sort of. John sort of focuses on love and puts it really clear and simple, but James, I don't know, who am I to say? He's the Lord's brother, and I know we all are and everything, but he still could say, you know, I grew up with him. (laughs) I heard him say these things even before you did. He was that way. He stood for these truths, and now I serve him. He's my Lord and Savior. See, that's quite a bit, just in view. Um, But we all are that way. We're all become new, and we're all one that way. And then if we do this, though, what James is saying is what the Lord's saying. They're all saying, you're frustrating the thing, the issue, and your heart has become not right, and, and it's not his love, his joy. And it's not his uh, love if it's partial. And that's just because you ask yourself, uh, to me, say, ask yourself, would the Lord do this? If he, was, <laughs> if he was in the congregation or he was the leader or not or what or preacher and the rich man come in, the poor man, what would the Lord do? I think all of us say, well, he wouldn't be partial to the rich man. Of course not. Well, what would he do? He'd probably exalt the poor man. <laughs> If anything, he wouldn't do that. But James is saying, yeah, but you love him, and yet you do that? See, James is saying, you, you've got to see. Uh, uh, and he takes the gloves off, as it were. There's no buffer. It's, no, are you not then partial? Well, the answer is going to be, yeah, we are. And you become judges of evil thoughts, yeah. Uh, we judge the, we had respect to people. And the Lord wouldn't do that, and we know that. And it says the Lord is no respecter. And that's what James is really saying. He's not a respecter of, of persons. And he goes here and he says, uh, talks about the poor being rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he's promised to them that love him. Uh, we're all in the race. We're all in the struggle, as it were, or the idea of where our place is in his kingdom, more simply put, where our place is in him, in the body you fit together. Like Peter said, we're living stones fit together in the temple. He inhabits, that's the body. And Paul talks about, yeah, don't let there be fighting between the ear and the eye. That's what James is talking about here. And in Corinthians, Paul taught the church, and they did have the trouble. This was over what God had given them in the position and power of authority in the church and all these things. That That's the context of this, far more than anything to do with the world, as it were. I don't know. That's a different idea, but I don't want to take time worrying about that. I'm just trying to understand. I guess myself, I've been looking at this today and... <laughs> for since, you know, for a while. But 
he's saying um, if you do this, bottom line is you commit sin. You're transgressing things because you're guilty in one point here on one person, so you, you don't have his love. Now, human love, that'd be great. Oh, I love everybody but one person. That'd be good. That'd be real good. 99%, that'd be real good. But 100%, well, that's what we call where you aced it out. Well, there's only 100% thing about a test. If you miss something, you miss something. It don't matter if it's one. Or that. So you apply this thing here, and you say, well, wow, I either pass the test or I don't. Doesn't matter. And, and as hard as it is with the Lord's love, it must be that way. He's that way. He can't be compromised. That's why I always stand by the fact he could not have sinned. He was tempted, yeah, to show he couldn't, not to see if he would. Anyway, um, so speak then, in verse 12, like you should, and do like you should, as those that will be judged by the law of liberty the law of love, the law of God that he's established. And part of it is, in essence, the issue of it is, it can't be with respect to people. My love, it's, and it can't be conditional on you. Forgive me, you love me, I love you with the love of God. See, that's why as hard as it is, I don't see how you can love one person with the love of God, but the person standing next to him, a believer as well, that Christ lives in, a person say, yeah, but I can't love them. I guess with a human love, I'm loving them because I have bitterness right now. But with this person here, see, I have to, in my own self, it's like twisting the knife. And James is saying, yeah, I'll help you. You are actually not being, that's not being right in the heart. It's just not being right, and and a person has to admit that, that they would be that way, that and that there would be a person you wouldn't forgive, but it's not your fault, so you deceive yourself. That's what James says, you deceive yourself in these things. They all use that term. You deceive yourself into thinking it's okay. The best you can do is okay. And You'd say, well, why is that wrong? Well, humanly speaking, that's how it is. But with him, it's not. And you say, well, that's impossible then. No, it's because he lives in us and we are a new creature. That's what James is saying. That changes the whole picture is when he lives in us. Like John says, no, the commandment to love him with all your heart, it's true in him. Well, yeah, he would be this way. He would do that. He wouldn't do that. Well, it should be true in you. And I think the obvious thing is, and they say it straight out, because he lives in you. That's why it can be and should be that way. And so James is saying, look, though, how it is. And he's like Paul. I beg God that you could wake up, please, for your own sake, not because I'm anybody trying to be right and somebody wrong and all that. But being judged by the law of liberty is if you are this way, the way you judge, you'll be judged. And they didn't show much mercy to the poor man. And so he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy. And you can put in there, in my mind, for God is not a respecter of persons. That's why James goes on to say, what does it profit if you say you have faith and I don't see it? Then don't tell me you have it and you maybe you do, but look at the works. You're not exercising it. 
And I'll, um, I keep thinking I'm out of time. Maybe like the clock's something wrong with it. It's hard to say. I feel like sometimes I've said enough. But still, he says, what profit do you have? If you say you have faith, faith, you have the faith. He means that, no, you're not doing that. And they would, you kind of would say, no, I'm, I'm loving people and this and that. I'm doing okay. Maybe I could do better. But see, the real hard message is, yeah, but what is doing better? And that's having faith to where you have his love. And I'm saying again, and people know, you know me, the ones listening, that I didn't, I had given even way back before I was even become, as it were, a preacher. I don't even know about the term, but God put me in that opportunity in that place on radio for a long time. And I still didn't understand it, that it wasn't just important, the heart and the love. It's all important. And I'll still, I believe that, where they're saying, if if you don't at least cast out all bitterness and get rid of all, Paul said, any root of bitterness, you're defiled. And any partiality like this, you're defiled. And you've become evil in the way of the earthly wisdom. The human wisdom is not from above. It is sensual and devilish, envy, strife, all that. But the wisdom from above, which is him, his love, is pure, peaceful, gentle, full of mercy, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And so that's what James is saying for our own good. He's saying you're going to be judged by the lawgiver, by his law of love, and he's no respecter of persons. So James goes on in this passage that's taken sort of as, don't say you're saved, and if I don't see it, then that means you're not. He's really not saying that because you have to look back where he's saying in verse 1, of his own will he beget us with the word of truth. As new creatures, firstborn, newborn, I mean born again, that we should be then a first fruit of his creature. We, first fruits, we are the first, they were in the beginning of being born again. It was something unheard of. The promise of the Spirit was looked for in the uh, Old Testament, prophesied. When Messiah comes, the Lord said, I will put my Spirit in you. I will give you a new Spirit. Then you can keep my commandments. When Messiah comes, he will do that. And he said to them, that's the part of it I'm doing. When I return to the Father, I'll pray him. He'll send the Spirit, the Comforter. I'll live in you. And this is what then I want you to do. Now, it's simple, but it's very, the human word is impossible. But like he told Peter and the rich man, yeah, with you, that would be impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. And James is saying that's who we really are. So then, if you're having the love and faith of Christ with respect of people, he's saying actually you've become evil and you're operating in an earthly, a human nature. And whether it's fighting or strife or not or what or how you treat the rich man, the bottom line is. Like the Lord says to uh, the church, you're you're not abiding in my love. And like he told them in John 15, you have to abide in my love like I abide in the Father's love. And did he mean that or not? Well, I think it's possible it has to be. Not all the time. No, he never said, love me with all your heart all the time or else it's over. No, but for a moment, a minute, and I was I remember a real good friend of mine, 
I may never see him again on this earth, but at the time we had that conversation as far as uh, can you really do that? And he was honest heart, and he said, and we talked about it, and I said, you know, if you dropped down and prayed and asked the Lord to forgive you of all your bitterness, and you really meant it, and he would know whether you do or not, and you did, though, and you really meant it, uh, and uh, wouldn't you then be clean and sanctified, and even though it would happen again, and, and given time it might not if you died in the next hour that you intended anyway, that that's how, that's true repentance, then wouldn't it work? And he said, yeah, it would be. He said, I guess on my knees like that, praying uh, and then being forgiven, if I really meant it and intended to live that way. He said, for me, Pat, it might last till I stood up and took a step or two. And then I'd go, well, yeah, but it does happen. It can. It's by faith. And I, I think the time is getting pretty close that I didn't want to take too much time. But I, And I kind of with hesitant hesitant do this but everybody's i guess um oh seen the 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 movie i get not every i don't know indiana jones i guess any you, you, all of you would know that indiana jones and it was a mystical world the tomb and but it was about the ark and it sort of had to do with religious things as it were but i do remember i didn't a faithful watcher but i saw one movie that I'd, one scene i just never forget <clears throat> and some reason or another he had to walk across a chasm that was you couldn't fall that was sure true but and you couldn't jump across it either and there was no bridge but the holy man or whoever there the guide he was telling him look you have to believe with all your heart and if you take that step the moment you take that step that bridge will be there and if i remember and you know he looked at him like really (laughs) you expect me to and that's what they're saying die to yourself Paul's saying, die to yourself. The Lord said, crucify yourself, die to yourself, deny, and I will raise you up in newness of life as who you really are, and I'll be you, but you have to cast off that darkness so your light can shine, and that's your faith and love that I give you. It's me in you, but I'm compromised and shut off and excluded from if you do these things. I can't be part of that, but our deception is, no, well, yeah, we have the love of the Lord even though we're this way, but uh, it's not really wrong. I guess it kind of is, but not really. And it's for a good reason. So of course it's not wrong. It's not my fault. And I'm saying that to myself now. And uh, it's hard, I know, but I do it on a daily basis, hourly, because I have to. I'm running out of time in my life to do this. And maybe that's kind of the way it works at the end. That's why he says, "Be patient, therefore, brethren, because the husbandman." The Lord is patient, waiting for the fruit of the earth. He has long patience for it. So be you patient. Establish your hearts, because the judge stands at the door. Grudge not, complain not, evil speak not against each other. Don't judge each At least you be condemned, and you will be. And so I will be, whatever. But still, he's saying, you're going to be judged by the law of liberty. And don't just be a hearer. In other words, say you have it, but it don't show in the way that uh, is pretty obvious to anybody. In the way you talk, the way you act and be with people, and um, 
You don't give them food when they need it. A brother or sister, destitute, naked, no food. And you could help them. Maybe you don't have much, but you could give them some. But kind of like the one thing where he said, oh, my kids are already in bed. I don't know. Same idea. But that's you're not expressing his loving, though you're one of his. But you're doing this to each other. And, and so faith, if it doesn't have works, don't tell me you have love and I see this. That doesn't mean you give away everything you got to everybody and starve to death. But but if when the time's appropriate in the person and it's the opportunity, and that's I've, that's the the Old Testament idea about that is not you help every poor person everywhere. It's a, your no, it's in front of you. What happens? That poor person right there, or that believer right there. It's it's that way. It's it's sort of in all of it. But he's saying faith without. If it's not evidenced, and the evidence don't make it that way, that's what Paul is saying in First Corinthians 13. Yeah, you could give all your money to the poor, but that in and of itself doesn't mean you have uh, love. And James is saying it the other way. Well, you say you have love, but if I don't see any giving to the poor when you could, and it's a brother or sister that the Lord lives in, and that's who they really are, then we're not being who we really are. And Paul said we shouldn't know each other after the flesh. And that's what James is saying. We're first fruits. It shouldn't be that way. But we're all quick to going to be. Yeah, it is, though. So he's saying, hearken. Hark the herald angels sing. <laughs> it's a pretty strong word. Hearken, my beloved brethren. We have to love him genuinely. And it'll show in how we love each other. <clears throat> 